Dark by Design may contain graphic and or explicit content. Audience discretion is advised. Hello and welcome. My name is Rachel. And I'm Bev. And you're listening to Dark by Design, the podcast where two creative gals share stories of the macabre to then pick them apart before the nightmares start. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. How are you doing today? Good. Um, I'm here. I'm alive. Uh, I've worked a hell of a week and um, I actually slept, which uh, I don't know if you have gotten sleep recently, (laughs) but it's actually a really nice thing. (laughs) It's so nice. It would is highly very recommend. refreshing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh How are God. you doing? I'm good. I've been freaking myself out. Let me. <gasps> yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. You, you had mentioned. Okay. <laughs> so after we did the episode for the creepy ghost games, which you have, if you haven't heard it, go and listen to it now. It's out. Um, I woke up at three in the morning because I, I heard like whispering, and I was like. And I was yeah. so freaked out. I was just huddled in my blanket. And I was like, if I just cover my face, it can't eat me. It can't see me. It can't do anything. I'm just going to huddle yes. here. Mm-hmm. And then I like scared myself back to sleep. Oh, okay. And then I woke uh-huh. up and Jacob was gone because he leaves super early for work. Mm-hmm. And I still heard the whispering. And I was like, what is going on? So I was like, I'm going to put my big girl pants on. Sure. And figure out what the fuck is going on. Is there someone in my house? Is there a ghost? And yeah. I'm walking. And I walk into our game room, which I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Which, like, my bedroom's back there. Mm-hmm. And the whispering gets louder. And I was like, what is that? Yeah. And then I realized it's coming from my headphones. Oh. And I had forgotten to turn my computer off. And there was a <laughs> Twitch stream going on. <laughs> I was so scared. Oh, man. And so the, the audio coming from your headphones was loud enough yeah. to hear sound like whispering. Yeah. Oh my God. I would have completely and utterly pooped myself too. I would have. I was so scared. I would have ruined my pants. <laughs> Could you imagine? So, oh my God. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll I take it so over stupid. the alternative. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's okay. No, that's like the same thing I did with the, um, oh, goodness. I think I talked about it two episodes ago. St. Simon, yeah. Where I actually had my bad breath and I just woke myself up with it. And I thought it was, you know, he was haunting my house. I don't know. God, yeah. You know, Uh, sometimes this stuff just gets stuck in your head. Exactly. (laughs) But today is a little bit of a a nicer topic, if you will. Um, I mean, there's like murder and people die. And there's like colonization. Uh, but like there's not ghosts (laughs) you know like that creepy part has been removed uh but for all of you lovely history buffs out there today we're going to be talking about the mysterious disappearance of an early english settlement i was also uh, american horror story sixth season the theme for it um and it's none other than the infamous roanoke colony which is so exciting uh and today uh which is really cool uh we kind of went down two separate paths with our notes and i really like that so you're going to be hearing like two different perspectives of the story um what happened to the colonists while they were on 
you know, while they were in Roanoke and the reasons behind the delay in their resources and uh, maybe possibly solving the mystery behind what happened to the colonist. Possibly we'll get to it, which is very exciting. (laughs) If you're curious, uh, you can find more information, photos, videos, and sources cited on today's topic on the show's website at uh, www.darkbydesignpodcast.com. And if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on streaming platforms, go ahead and rate us five stars and leave us a nice comment or or two. <laughs> you know, we would like the the love and appreciation, you know, spread the love a little bit. You can also find us individually on our socials. Um, I am Miss Quirk with two Ks. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, and you can also find Beverly on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Beverlox with two S's. <laughs> so without, yeah, and without further to do, uh, Beverly, would you like to tell us the tale of the Roanoke Colony? Absolutely. freaking All right. So, Croatoan, a lost settlement and an everlasting mystery. What happened to Roanoke? So, before we dive into uh, what we think happened to Roanoke. We'll just kind of give a little backstory about it. So Roanoke Island is off the coast of North Carolina and was there when the third wave of English arrival settled, um, arrival settled when Queen Elizabeth wanted them to explore the Newfoundland. Mm. Um, It said that the colony disappeared because quote unquote, Native Americans were angry that they were taking up resources, which was causing tension. All right. However, (laughs) (laughs) the more likely story was that they encountered disease um which overtook and killed them so literally everyone and their mothers died of disease back then uh what was it called consumption yeah consumption that That was i think tb tuberculosis at the time okay Mm -hmm. what was that what's the disease in the oregon trail oh no is that oh is that the one where you poop Uh, yourself to death yeah i think so oh god uh Oregon Trail <laughs> game. Uh, disease? disease, yeah. Dysentery. Um. <laughs> dysentery. <laughs> yeah, gotta love that one. You have died of dysentery. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, so literally everyone back then, everyone and their mothers mm-hmm. and fathers and whatnot died of disease, you know, whether sure. it's dysentery or consumption. Oh, yeah. um, so why is it so far-fetched that it would happen here too? So mm. even though it's not certain, um, there is speculation that they ended up splitting up into smaller groups where some ran towards an island south known as Croatoan Island mm. and some went possibly north. I see. Um, the weird thing is that no one actually knows what happens like happened like even to this day gotcha. so right. the original so the original settlers on roanoke split onto two and left okay yes. gotcha mm-hmm. so one went up and one went down and then one went south, south. yeah, yeah okay down. <laughs> got it <laughs> perfect all right so now we're gonna get into the history mm-hmm. but the real history not the sugar-coated history that you learn in elementary school and whatnot we're gonna go and discuss the timeline Mm. um from creation to disappearance of the roanoke uh, colonies gotcha all Mm -hmm. right 
So, the Outer Banks were initially discovered and presented to both King Francis I of France and King Henry VIII of England in 1524, mm. and neither decided to pursue it. Mm. So, this was originally thought to be a shortcut to China. China. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was like, why China? <laughs> Oh my goodness. But now we know that there's definitely not Yeah. That's a trail mm-hmm. or you know, a direct path from <laughs> England to China through the United States. That's not States. how our world's set up. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so uh now we know that's not true. So then in fifteen seventy eight, so by that time, like about fifty years have passed, mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth I granted Sir Humphrey Gilbert Sir Humphrey Gilbert, the authority to explore and colonize territories um, that were unclaimed by Christians. Oh, so it's only Christians. Yeah, out I was here, like, I um, um, yeah, here we go with like the religious bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like surprised it wasn't Protestants. Were Protestants the ones Ooh, that were prosecuted back then? I think so. Um, I know. Is was, wasn't it like Bloody was Christianity Mary? the official? Ooh, I'm not. Oh, it was. I'm not Bloody quite Mary. sure because I know like there was like a whole. Oh, gosh. I think, like, King Henry VIII, the guy that had all the wives, I, I think he, like, said, <laughs> like, he stepped away from, like, the Catholic Church at one time. And then I know Protestants were a thing. And then, like, Bloody Mary, like, Queen Mary, like, had a bunch of them killed at some point in time. And then, I guess, Christianity. I have no idea how the religion circled through England. <laughs> and that's, but these are yeah. the, the points that I know. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's my input. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was awesome. That's more than I know. <laughs> more of the story. Nobody likes what anybody else is thinking or believing, and so they all fight about it. There you go. True. Exactly. <laughs> hashtag crusade. Yeah, hashtag colonization. <laughs> Welcome. Woo. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh. So in 1578, Queen Elizabeth I granted Sir Humphrey Gilbert the authority to explore and colonize territories that were unclaimed by Christians. Gotcha whatever mm-hmm. that may mean. So upon Gilbert's death, this same charter was divided between Adrian Gilbert, so mm-hmm. another Gilbert, and Walter mm-hmm. Raleigh. So Raleigh, North yeah. Carolina. Get it? Oh, wow! Get it? <laughs> and that's where uh, the, the, what is it? Is that their capital? Okay, cool. Because yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, I'm going to cap- say capital. If I'm wrong, I'm going to feel like an asshole. I don't mm-hmm. know why I said that so confidently because I actually don't know if it's the capital. Hey, you know what? If you say it with your chest, people will believe it. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> also, I think we've proven to these uh, oh these poor God. listeners that we have no idea. We are geographically inclined. <laughs> yeah, we are... We do our best. Uh, geographically, geographically challenged. challenged. Yeah. Definitely. What did I say? Not yeah. English. I said something not English, but that's okay. Not inclined. Yes. <laughs> it's the same thing. Um... Hashtag yes, school. that was just to be like, <laughs> bless our public school education. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> exactly. We're doing our best, okay? <laughs> Honestly, um, our rootin' to invest. So Adrian Gilbert's half of the charter granted him the ability to settle and explore Newfoundland and everything north. Mm. Um, and then Walter Rowley's half, which was issued in 1584, allowed him to go south even though most of the lands south had already been claimed by the Spanish. Uh, so, like, Florida. Okay. So, like, Newfoundland, that's yeah. in Canada, I believe. That's, like, way up north. Right? Oh, is I it think? Canada? Hold on. Let me look. 
It might be. Oh, okay. it is Canada. It's the easternmost province of Canada. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so then she was like, "Hey, yo, go um, explore the the U.S. One takes north, the other one takes south." Got it. Okay. Yeah. Again, sorry, and public school education. Whoever went north, <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I was like, "Where's Newfoundland?" I feel bad for whoever went to Newfoundland because yeah, no, thank cold. you. I would not. I will, so take, I will take the South and, in, in, I, I don't know, a mystery of a lost colony over, I don't know, snow. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, thank you at all. <laughs> yeah, how? Then, how? Oh I God. have no idea. Bless them, though. I have it's many wild. questions. <laughs> but, um, exactly. Yeah, so Walter Raleigh's charter mm. had a catch, though. Um, he needed to establish a colony by the year of 1591. So... His charter was estab- uh, was issued in 1584, so he had seven okay. years to complete this task, oh. which it takes a long time to cross the yeah. ocean, first of all, and then actually finding a good place to establish a colony that takes Whoa. years. Yeah, especially back like, then, you know? when the only thing they so, had was like the basic ship. Exactly. Yeah, it would take what several months just to travel yeah. from the from what Americas to Europe. I don't know. And there's people dying yeah. on the boats. It's oh, wild. Yeah. Can you imagine how many bodies are no. at the bottom of the ocean from just people thrown overboard yeah. when they die? Uh, well, I have a feeling that the, the fishies would annihilate them beforehand. Oh, yeah, the but like would, yep. the amount of people that have been lost at sea is piranha. Yeah, piranha. <laughs> piranha. <laughs> yeah, the, the amount of people that are lost at sea is probably incredibly surprisingly high. Probably no one's surprised that it's high. The ocean is one of the most terrifying things like natural things of our planet yes Uh, it's the oceans and then vast forests that people get lost in and like die and are never heard from again those terrify me yeah like i will take folklore any day real life stuff like real people real locations absolutely not no Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) no absolutely not did he know that um i guess Mm -hmm. octopi octopuses octopi they have dna sequences that aren't found anywhere else on earth so they think they actually what? came from space <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing it's pretty cool sure don't quote me on that i probably misquoted that regardless but scientists do believe fuck that yeah i'm gonna take and run with it <laughs> call nasa like from a meteor oh, it's so cool. exactly. call NASA. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. really cool so he had a catch. He had to establish a colony by the year 1591. Otherwise, he would lose his right to colonization. But actually, he had two catches. He had to stay in England and would not be joining his expedition. So he would have to send someone um, as his oh, representative to wow. set this up. And this was all because Queen Elizabeth wanted him uh, by her side. Mm-hmm. So, Mister mm-hmm. 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 Raleigh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mister Raleigh, yeah, I have many questions. <laughs> but anyway, right? I'm I wonder what happened wildly. there. But um, <laughs> sex, sex, I know, sex, right? sex, sex. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> Weird, nasty royal yeah. sex. Honestly. <laughs> She probably had oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. They could did. do anything. They were royals back then. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Watch. Well, she's exactly. just like actually like a good advisor but, to her, and that's it. But we're just like, nope. Huge sexual sex it. dungeon. It was like sex. Fifty Shades of Grey, fifteen hundreds edition. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, and this is how stories and some weird nasty yeah. shit. And this is how uh, stories and history are created. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't know if I were Walter Raleigh, I just I'd be so disappointed because, like, if you want to get the job done, you do. Oh, it yourself, absolutely. You know? It's especially something huge like that. Like it's it's something hard to trust on to mm-hmm. someone else. So I don't know. But immediately upon upon being granted his charter, um, Raleigh sent an expedition which departed in April of 1584. So the same year that his uh chart his charter mm, was issued. Um so Let's see. Upon making landfall near Roanoke Island, the Sekotan, who controlled the island as well as the mainland and river, made contact and were more than generous with the wow. English. So the two leaders of Raleigh's ex right? They're like, What's hey, here's some food. <laughs> You're new. We'll help wow. you set up. Interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like your cloud ship. Yeah. I like your boat. I'd be like, imagine seeing a huge boat like that oh. though, like out of nowhere um, like never having seen something like that yeah i'd be like is that a oh for sure like Peter Pan, <laughs> yeah it's like us with like <laughs> aliens now we're <laughs> like ufos <laughs> exactly it's like hey man i like your saucer <laughs> you want some food here you go <laughs> welcome <laughs> exactly <laughs> they're like ugh. you're right vegetables. <laughs> they also don't like broccoli either oh we're like, yeah, nor does like I know. half the population. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So upon making landfall, they made contact uh, mm-hmm. with the Sekutan, who were incredibly generous with the English. Um, the two leaders of Raleigh's expedition reported back to the queen about the Sekutan's hospitality and generosity with the English, which pleased Queen Elizabeth. And so oh. she granted him more funds for his upcoming oh, expeditions. So I was like, all right, well, right? maybe being nice in that situation wasn't called for. Hmm. All right, maybe I should be a bigger bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. That's what I learned from that situation there. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Raleigh's colony was planned to be mainly military, um, mm-hmm. focusing on exploration and evaluation of resources and materials. So approximately 600 men were sent, of which 300 were to were, were meant to keep things running in the settlement, and then the other 300 were to set out on military expeditions. Mm. Um, so they divided it up in half. Half of you set this shit up, half of you don't die. So in order to get <laughs> this many men and all the necessary resources over to Newfoundland, Raleigh sent a fleet of seven ships. So mm. they had the Tiger, the Roebuck... The Red Lion, the Elizabeth, the Dorothy. Yeah, really. Who the fuck is Dorothy? And then two small boats propelled. Oh my god! I would hate to be on those boats. Imagine traveling the Atlantic Ocean with for like six months. You're just rowing. Ah man, you know what? You'd be ripped though by the time you hit the new land. Yeah, I'd be so buff. (laughs) He's so buff. (laughs) You'd look like freaking Kronk. Tiny little legs and a buff chest and arms you're doing is working upper body 24 hours baby oh man could you imagine the uh the settlers land and they're just ripping out trees by themselves because they're just extra strong exactly (laughs) 
I'd be pissed. Uh, oh my god, it's like in Pocahontas during that one song with um, what's his name? John White, John Smith. Oh, the asshole, the, uh, the oh the yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Was that yeah? So that one song that he sings, where everyone's just like digging <laughs> up trees with a shovel. That's what I imagine them like. Like they're so buff at that point, they can, like you said, they can just pull yeah. a tree out from the oh, roots absolutely with their wow. arms crazy six months just rowing but um just six months of pure rowing and you can't stop because you have Mm -hmm. to keep up with the ships it's wild but um yeah so Mm -hmm. after departing a storm separated the tiger which was one of the bigger ships from the rest of the fleet and destroyed oh dang (laughs) uh i know i thought that a tiny little (laughs) rowboat couldn't make it across the the atlantic ocean turns out (laughs) on route to their final destination the tiger crashed and lost most of the men, supplies, and provisions that were meant for the settlement, which really ended up putting a strain on the settlement because they were left without the necessary resources and the reinforcements that they had originally been counting oh, fuck. on. Um, so eventually, the tiger was repaired, but with far fewer men and provisions mm. that were originally planned. So they repaired the ship... Um, but when they ended up leaving, since it takes time to repair the ship, they were already mm. down provisions and all the resources that were already on that ship because they had gotcha. to, use it to Dang. fix the ship. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so this meant that they had to wait until a second fleet uh, was sent to the colony, which was scheduled to leave uh, England in June of 1585. Wow. So about a so year. So have later. they reached the? Have they reached so, all of the settlers yet? Crazy. I guess so. This was the expedition. Oh, this was just, oh, um, all of the, so they're just sending all yeah. the seven ships to Newfoundland. And then from there, they're going to split off and go down south. I see. I understand. Okay. Wow. But they already lost yes. like, I, what, over half of pretty much all of the things that they brought with them. Yeah. They lost one small boat and then they lost. Three of the remaining. Oh, so they, only four of them made it mm-hmm. to the final destination. And then one of those ships, the biggest one, crashed and lost half of us. Okay, so they were really down bad. Yeah, so they were royally (laughs) fucked. As Queen Elizabeth would put it, you're royally fucked, my darling. (laughs) You're royally fucked. Dang, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's not good when you're trying to settle a new land, you know? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So, um, so then, Sir Richard Grenville, who was in charge of this expedition, the expedition going to Raleigh, um, was not aware that this new fleet would be directed to Newfoundland, which meant that there would be an even further strain on supplies and settlers, which in turn meant that they would have to rely even more heavily on the generosity of the Native Americans. So this whole time, he thought that some of these resources were going to be going straight to his settlement. But like you said, it had to go all the way up north and then be split evenly amongst the children. Did did like nobody? <laughs> so uh, is this how like you you settle things like settle colonies? Like I get it, shit happens or whatnot. And that's probably why they sent out so many boats at one time. But holy moly, yeah, what? Uh. Isn't that crazy? What's that saying? Throw a wild <laughs> shit into the wind? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to make it that saying now. You know what they say. Throw wild shit into the wind. <laughs> wild shit into the wind and hope it sticks. 
Yes. Throwing spaghetti that's at the, the one. That's the one. I wow. Think that's what I, meant. I would be using the ladder though. I, was, <laughs> I think I <I'm, laughs> I think I mixed up throw all caution to the wind and then throw some at the wall to see if it sticks. <laughs> Oh, bless. Oh, oh I love God, that. I'm Thank you so sweaty. much for that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but yeah, apparently yeah. that's how you settle for the best colony. You just wow. hope Holy it works. Mo- wow. I now I can see like how brave these explorers really were because that you're literally facing certain doom. <laughs> Yeah, wow. You're on your own, Mm-mm. man. Nope. You're I will stay happily in my house in a city. Um, I'm not settling. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I will stay mm-hmm. in my shitty yep. little city and suffer. <laughs> um, he wasn't aware that it would be directed to Newfoundland, which meant that there would be an even further strain on supplies and settlers. So they would rely even more heavily on the generosity of the Native Americans. All right. But... As we all know very well, settlers were only kind to Native Americans when it was convenient and were always oh, quick to no, blame for happened? any inconveniences. <laughs> so their initial exploration took place in 1585, um, all while waiting for a new fleet that was never to come. Um, the second colony set out to explore the Sequitan villages of Agua, wow. Aguascogoc, Pamlico, and Sequitan. Yeah, so Grenville made contact with the locals, and they had all began to research and study the Native Americans, spending increasingly more and more time with them. Um, Which, I would hate that. Yeah, that's like a... researched? Yeah. What am I, I want to know how ethical their their, uh, anthropology, you know, viewpoint (laughs) or take on this situation. (laughs) Yeah, I would like to know what their research entails, you know what I mean? Or what they were, were looking at and how they were exactly. studying. Them. But that, that's interesting that they actually spent time with them beforehand. Before, I'm assuming they're going to inevitably screw them over. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah, them the shaft. Cool. <laughs> Give them the shaft. Yeah, girl. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> so, um, reportedly, a silver cup went missing after the initial exploration. Mm. So, naturally, Grenville claimed it was stolen when it could have very yeah, well just or been it lost was misplaced or someone could have like it. chill or uh, it was misplaced you know not to be cynical but oh, i have a feeling mm-hmm. he probably just kept it in his treasure box and then just wanted to absolutely start some absolutely. shit to get that more was supplies. My exactly so what did he do yeah. over this quote-unquote stolen oh cup? boy i will tell you he sent his little minion amadas to aguas Kogak, in order to demand that they return the quote-unquote stolen, mm-hmm. probably lost cup. And when the Sequitan said that they did not mm-hmm. have the cup because they more than likely didn't, what are, like, what, what, what do they want to do with the, yep. with the fucking yep. cup? They probably have their own cups, you know? So, yeah. So when they said, when they said they didn't have the cup, Amadas burned down the entire village and crops, leaving the Native Americans without their home or food. Or any resources, like the literal fuckface he was. I mean, honestly, settlers, they were such dicks. I just... How do you go from... <laughs> yeah! How 
how was your yeah, how was that okay. your reaction? You know, you know what I mean? When people say how? like, oh, we hate this group of people. Metaf- like hypothetically speaking, what if we just put them all on a boat and send them to an island and just let them do their thing? Is that how they selected colonists? Yeah. They were just like, here's just a group of assholes we don't like. Send them on a boat so. and send them over. They might die. But if not, hey, we have new territory. <laughs> exactly. Here's this <sighs> maniacal fucking psychopath who just loves to kill everything and everyone in his For pack. six months, yeah. I'll put you on a boat. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, do you think for they're, six months, they're on a boat wild. for so long? Do you think they just go absolutely bananas and then just are like, hey, we're just going to destroy everything. But then again, I guess that's also, <laughs> there they has to be some bonkers, go bonkers gone. Uh, bonkers had. But like, <laughs> I also know that I don't want to be like, that. them's the rules of colonization. But like, do you really have to destroy everything? I don't know. See, I couldn't be a colonizer because I couldn't, I couldn't be mean to other people. Like I, I couldn't do that. Do. And people take their resources. I feel like I'd be the voice of reason and be like, uh, uh, Mr. Granville. Yeah, right? I think it's in your chest. They no. took the cup. They took it. No, Mr. Granville, it's right there. It's right <laughs> on top of your chest. No, they took they my cup. They had to have taken my cup. They, they took my cup. <laughs> and he, like, puts the it The entire time you're asking him, Mr. Sir, back. I don't think we lost the cup. He just, like, has it by his back. <laughs> He's like, he's nope, like that two-year-old that you're like, we lost I know you cup. have it. Give it here. And he's like, no, I don't have a cup. <laughs> the, the bad people took the cup. <laughs> <laughs> the bad people took the cup. Yeah, he oh is. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's an actual two-year-old. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so oh, after boy. this great victory quote-unquote great great victory mm-hmm. of showing strength against the native americans um grenville returned to england with so many riches that the queen oh. funded more money oh. at the expedition. Oh. there you go and yeah. that's why people take things yeah, from other people so <laughs> exactly because you're rewarded for it you're rewarded for theft <laughs> hashtag america god bless <laughs> when Grenville left for England, he left his number two in command, okay. um, Amadas, the guy that burned down the entire village, in charge of the colony, but he only had 107 men rather than the oh, initial dang. 600 men that he had expected to have. So after completely destroying hundreds of people's lives by burning down their village and crops and resources, they started to harvest corn mm-hmm. throughout the fall. But come winter, it was likely that they had exhausted their supply. So <laughs> this led Amadas, right? <laughs> this led him to explore Chesapeake Bay, making contact with more Native American villages, such as the mm. Chesapeake and Skikwak. Which I feel like no good can come Oh, this that's true. Look at yeah. how he treated one group of people already. Yep, he's knocking he's just, on their door. What do you what's want? What's he going to do to these people? <laughs> but... Yeah. So, what do you think happened when these English settler colonists came and made contact with probably a new nothing group good of Native Americans? Probably death. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! That's even the worst part about it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that because of the difference of immunity. Oh, yeah. the immune system. Oh shoot. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's this also happened when 
the conquistadores uh, mm-hmm. went to like Latin and South America. Um, they just the downfall of like most of the downfall from like the Aztec and Mayan and Incan um, civilizations wow. actually came from that difference in immunity. Like they, yeah, it was crazy. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. so all of the Native Americans suddenly fell ill, and this was more likely. More than likely that they got small, like smallpox or influenza, um, which makes sense, like because, like you said, um, their immune systems had never encountered anything like this. So it's it's not mm-hmm. something that they could have known back then. But I feel like the way his brain worked, he's like, oh, like I oh got these shoot, sick. yeah, oh yeah, Did everyone ever... sick, you know. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I, I know, like, I doubt that's what happened. Oh, absolutely, but... I know, like, well, who Just gave out cynical. the smallpox blankets to the Native American tribes? Like, there were there were blankets, but they affected them with. Okay, yeah, okay, never mind. Oh, I, it was I the think, missionaries. I what part of like right? U.S. history? But I remember someone was giving out smallpox. I don't know Let's blankets, see. or they like essentially found smallpox victims, rubbed some blankets on them, and then gave said blankets to the Native American tribes as a peace offering, which, again, because of the immune system uh, differences, that completely devastated and wiped out their villages. Yeah. So it was just like a biological warfare. That's so fucked up. Genocide, really. Genocide, for sure. Yeah. The British, it says the British gave smallpox contaminated blankets to Shawnee and Lenape in Delaware communities. An action sanctioned by the British officers Sir Geoffrey Amherst and his replacement, General Thomas Gage, ah. 1763 to 1764. Gotcha. So, so about 200 years in the future. But maybe they took what they witnessed from his accounts of hey, all these people suddenly this. dying. <laughs> yeah, what was biological warfare like a known thing that could occur? Now I'm very <laughs> curious. <laughs> Regardless, poor crazy. people. Yeah, I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad for them, but yeah, so come the spring of 1586, so this is two years now from when Mm. Raleigh's um, charter was sanctioned, uh, relations between the Sequiton and the settlers became strained. So Mm. there are several things that factor into this. So the first being that the settlers um, began relying way too heavily, way too heavily on the Sequiton for food, um, which... I feel like they Yeah, have they not screwed him over in the first place? Maybe they would have helped you out. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it the fact that they're still relying Mm -hmm. on this tribe for food after completely destroying their lives Mm -hmm. and burning down their food and crops. Yeah, that's a kick in the teeth. Is just wild to me. Like the actual audacity. The audacity (laughs) of these men. The gumption. The gall. I just, I don't get it. It's crazy. But, yeah, so they started relying even more heavily on food for them since their, you know, corn mm-hmm. crops were failing. They didn't plant them at the proper time, etc. And then second, uh, Chieftain Wingina's brother, Granganimeo, passed away. So Granganimeo was the one who had initially created contact oh, between the second first landed. and the English settlers. Mm, um, I see. Exactly. Yeah. So he's the one that. Yes. Um, and then they. Is that, that when. Was um, hospitable. Was it Gilbert then went um, back to England and was like, hey, they're really nice there and gave us a bunch of stuff. And the queen was like, go back and get them. I see. So he's the one that made the initial contact. I see. Yes. Okay. Dang. All right. Yes. That yeah. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. So 
he had established peaceful um, truces and had been the one aiding them with food mm-hmm. shortages, any shelter, anything else that they needed. Um, so even he was still kind to them, even after they had burned down their whole settlement and like their crops and stuff, he was like, you're still new here. Like I'm going to be the bigger man and, or the bigger person. And here you go. So, yeah. So when Grangan and Mayo passed away, Wingina, his brother turned against the English. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's about time. (laughs) Rightfully so. (laughs) Honestly, I don't blame them. Exactly. Yeah. So they've been giving mm-hmm. they've been given way too many second chances by that point. I feel like. Um, so when Gina had created more vigilant policies, and had temporarily moved the temporarily moved the Sekutan tribal um, capital to Roanoke Island, which effectively oh, posed the threat yeah. to the English if they tried to continue Whoa. expanding their colony. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. So to kind of put this into perspective. They had settled this yes. island because they thought they would have 600 men to so half of which would do the exploring and then half of which would do the, mm-hmm. the settlement building colonization, etc. In reality, they only had to do all that a work a little bit over a hundred wow. men. So <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So when this entire tribe moved onto the island that they were meant to settle. Oh, absolutely. It created even more tension than there already was. And it was, I can imagine maybe it was scary for the settlers because Wingina's people had at -hmm. least twice, three times as many people as the settlers. They were scared. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, I was like, well, maybe you should have been nice back (laughs) to them. Exactly. Exactly. If they had been cordial, like if they had been normal human beings that like respected other human lives, maybe this would have been. Yeah, especially if the the original team came to you in kindness and was like willing to support you guys. (laughs) And then you went behind his Mm -hmm. back. Yeah, uh, I know. There probably was, like, a secret. Even after I your was, bullshit. I'm really curious yeah. of what, like, the power struggle was between, like, the tribes and the and the settlers and, like, who had an advantage over who at what time and, and like, the seasons or whatnot. That, like, I would like to dig dive into that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm really curious of, like, so the, cool. the power dynamic. Fuck yeah. Of the two. Ooh. That might be really fun, yeah. We can do a deep dive. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that'd episode. be cool. Great idea. For a follow-up for this one, that'd be cool. Fuck yeah. Um, this, when Wingina moved on to the Roanoke Island, this mm-hmm. posed a threat to the English if they tried to continue expanding. So Ralph Lane, the appointed governor of the colony, was told by Wingina that tribes on the mainland were scheming with the Sekwetan to attack and kill the colonists. So he gathered some of his men and ventured out. But by this point, Lane had no idea <gasps> oh, that Wingina was shit. actually So they did all this without them knowing. So, oh, there's the power dynamic I was yeah. looking for. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, so like, Lane and um, mm-hmm. Ansamo, what was his name? Amadas. So Lane and Amadas, they were... I guess since they knew that Wingina, oh, my hand's just like right here. They knew that Wingina was mm-hmm. um, Grangenemeo. Mm-hmm. So they knew that Wingina and Grangenemeo were siblings 
and they knew that the position of chieftain would pass on to Winkina okay. after uh, Grand Genimeo would die, right? So they assumed that Wingina was as peaceful mm-hmm. and um, cordial, I guess, as Grand Mayo was. But in reality, he had been mm-hmm. witnessing all of the atrocities that the English settlers were committing against the Native yo. Americans. And Do you think the two like, of them I'm were like, yo, your bullshit today. I, I say his name Grand. <laughs> I'm going to call him Grand. Grand Gin- Grand, yeah, I'm gonna call him Grand <laughs> for just uh, his sake, because um, yeah. my stuttering it's gonna cause my stuttering to go off. So I'm just gonna <laughs> call him Grand for now. Sorry's apologies, um, but I wonder they had to have been like, listen, I'm the older of the two of us. When I go, let's screw him over. So like, let's keep him thinking that we're real nice, right? And then we'll get him where it hurts. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming had to go down. <laughs> just yeah. a lot of like scheming, yeah. Game of Thrones esque type of. That's shit. what I would like, do. I'm Fuck yeah, here for it. Oh, man, like I get it. Fuck yeah, like those right. And, like I get it. Yeah. Those colonists are probably Absolutely. like I don't know some so like cool. ancestors of some person that lives in the U.S. now. But at the same time, I'm like fuck you. You know what I mean? Fuck you. Continue. Oh, I'm so excited to know where the story goes. Fuck, dude. This is so interesting. Well deserved. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so Ralph Lane, again, the appointed governor of the colony was told by Wingina that tribes on the mainland were scheming with the Sequitan to attack and kill the colonists. Mm -hmm. So Ralph Lane gathered some of his men, some of the 100 men that he had there and ventured out, leaving even fewer men in the settlement. So by this point, Lane had no idea that Wingina was scheming against yeah, them. I, um, so that's probably I'm why so he trusted right them, <laughs> which is what we just went over. Yeah. And you know what? I know. I can't blame Wingina. I'm happy that he's doing this shit. Like, Oh my goodness. Them. I love it. They and he just moved up. right next fuck door right to them up. too. It was like, hey buds. <laughs> So everyone hates you out there. Hey, neighbor. Exactly. Hey, neighbor. I just want to let you know that everyone on that mainland <laughs> fucking hates your guts. Yeah, they they want to end you. Let me let me they sit right like here you. next to you and I'll hold like your hand. You. <laughs> Why don't you send like the majority of the people out there? We got your back here. I'll protect you. Rem- remember, we're we're peaceful people. Remember my brother? He's a nice guy. Fuck him right up. You know that. Come on, I'm also a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me more. It's so great. It's so great. All right. So um yeah, so yep. especially after what the English did over a fucking cup, I don't blame them. Um so yeah, so when he arrived, <laughs> Ralph Lane was caught by surprise. Even though there weren't that many men in his party, Mm -hmm. they were uh, well-armed and probably seemed intimidating. Um, He found that representatives Mm -hmm. of the... Wait, hold on. Sure. Mm -hmm. When he arrived... Oh, he caught them by surprise. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. So when he arrived, he ended up catching the tribes by surprise. So even though there weren't that many men in his party... They were well armed and probably seemed intimidating with like all of their English garb. Um, he found that representatives of the Ch- Ch- Choanok, Mangoak, Weepemeok, Weepemeok, the Weep, and I'm sorry, Moratok tribes were gathered and he managed to capture oh, one of the representatives. So was this- 
Menatonon. So I feel like Wingina did not Ooh, yeah, I'm very... set up. <gasps> wow. His... Yeah. Oh, all right. Tell me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was not a good strategy. <laughs> it was good. So, oh, dude. Writing, so he was expecting the landlocked tribes to pretty much annihilate the 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 people that are going in. Um, who was with it? Lane. So he was expecting to for Lane's party to get killed yeah. off. But then they're like, hey, exactly. guys, we brought home a new friend. Lane. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be pissed. <laughs> Check us out. <laughs> hey, Wingina, you know Menatonon, right? He's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> You're here? <laughs> so, yeah, it's wild. So, Menatonon informed Lane that it was actually Wingina who had requested the tribes come together for a council. He then proceeded to inform Lane that there were villages mm. with good provisions north, so probably the uh, Powhatan. Um, but that the expedition would require lots of men in the forest, and then to the south, past the Roanoke River. Um, so upon learning this, Lane devised a plan, one in which he sent his forces in two groups. So one group went north towards the Powhatan, and then one was going south to recolonize and resettle the Chesapeake Bay. Um, but he wasn't about to do this until the colony of but he wasn't about to do this until the colony received their much-needed provisions, which Grenville had promised would arrive by March. So, by this point, he Lane is well aware that Wingina tried to set him up. He's has, like, inside mm-hmm. intel, I guess, into the inner workings of a lot of these tribes. And I, I don't think he's Ooh, letting continue, Wingina please. know Ooh. of what he knows. Yeah, yeah, for real. Crazy. Oh my god. So spicy. <laughs> Why is it spicy? While he waited for the promised fleet from Grenville, Lane ransomed the col- the council and he took Sisico, Menatonin's son, hostage back to the colony. He also took forty of his men and proceeded north for about a hundred miles, um, in search of the described colonies. But he but he didn't find them. and this is because Wingina when he found out that Lane was sending an expedition north sent out his men to let the tribes along the northern Roanoke River know that the English were hostiles and that the villagers were to move away from the river and take all of their food with them they took all of their provisions and they made Lane and his stupid men travel up north a hundred miles and back, so a two hundred mile round trip for absolutely fuck fuck nothing. I love this man. This is the greatest story of all time. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <gasps> <laughs> no, so great. Oh, it's damn. so great. So not only are they already short on supplies and men, like you said, they track up two hundred miles for nothing. <gasps> Fucking 200 miles for nothing. And as you can see, when Gina learned from his mistakes, so the first time he didn't let them know that the English were coming, but this time he's like, I'm not making that mistake again. I'm going to tell these motherfuckers that these motherfuckers are coming. This is the greatest story ever. (laughs) Escape. (laughs) Holy shit. It's so cool. That shit was. Some, oh my god! Yeah, no, you're right so there. right. And if that isn't karma, I don't know what is. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. So Lane and his group ended up returning to the colony a little bit after Easter. Um, so Easter's in April. Oh, okay. And the provisions were supposed to get there in March. Um, but they came back empty-handed. And Wingina, during this time, had been planning to get off of the island with the rest of the Sequitan. But after seeing that Lane returned safely from his, from his expedition, oh. he reconsidered because it showed that he had strength. Shortly after, the Wapimioc had pledged loyalty to Queen Elizabeth, wow. which further deterred uh, Wingina from turning against the English outright. So, one of the elders in the Sekotan community, Ensignor, was advised that the English, which led Wingina... Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> one of the elders in the Sekotan community, Ensignor, was advocating wow. for the English, which then led Wingina to fully reconsider his plans. Um, yeah, so you can kind of start to see Wingina's tribe kind of splitting off into two. So, like, one of them, like, half of them wanted to, you know, follow their chieftain, and then the other half yeah, wanted to just... just yeah, do their best to figure out the situation get the shit over without with, violence. Like, fighting isn't yeah, fun, you know? Yeah, so this ended up leading Wingina to fully reconsider his plans. Um, this turn in intentions didn't last too long, though, because Ensignor passed away in April. So this seemed to be a huge blow against the colony, because not only did they not oh have my. the promise and much-needed provisions Grenville said he would be back with in March, but now there was even more tension between the Sekotan yeah. and the settlers, wow. possibly on the verge of becoming, you know, incredibly hostile. So, yeah. So after Ensignor's death, Wingina finally moved off of the island, destroying all fishing wires, crops, etc., as they left and effectively leaving the English to their own devices. So <laughs> now we can truly say I've been waiting to were. hear that. This entire time. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, so okay. So, just like a, a really quick recap. So, Wagina and his tribe ended up moving on to Roanoke because they wanted to pretend like they were befriending the, the settlers to double cross them to try to get back at them for destroying the native tribes' lands. So, they were like, hey, we're going to try to get you killed. That plan backfired. The settlers found out that. Uh, when you got, what, sorry, what was his name? Wingina. So when they found out that he was a traitor, people started, okay. And then like all the tribes were getting Wingina. together, I guess after they saw how resilient the settlers were with all their, like their, the, the few uh, resources yeah. they had and men that they had and <laughs> that you're still surviving. Wow. They were just like a more an intimidating factor than anything. Wow. So the reason, so the reason why they respected him is because the settlers just wouldn't fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy They're moly. They're like, these motherfuckers okay, gotcha. are immune okay. to everything. <laughs> now, mm -hmm. keep in mind that they still had um, Sikiko from the tribe held captive. And in order to stay alive, he told Lane and his officers of Wingina's plan to do a surprise attack on the English when they were least expecting it. So, um, it's not really known if this is true, but... Upon finding this out, Lane took his information Ooh, okay. and did something kind of clever with it, if I'm being completely honest. So he sent word to Wingina that the English fleet was finally on its way, which Ooh. ultimately led Wingina to call the war council together sooner than he had planned. 
As the council came together, Lane led a secret attack against them. He shot Wingina and then chased them into the woods. Wingina, you mean? <gasps> yeah, after they caught up to Wingina, they killed him, mm-hmm. chopped off his fucking That's head. That's a warning sign. And then mounted mm-hmm. it on a stick outside of the colony. Wow. Yeah. Like that, yeah, it's so freaking extra. It reminded yeah. me of Game of Thrones when um, freaking Joffrey I'll ordered Nexstark's sure, head. With all the, ugh, as like a, a warning made, of like, you know, the, don't do what they did it. or this is your fate. How fun. Wow. All of this happened, or after all of this happened, Sir Francis Drake alerted Lane that he had gotten hold of two ships, provisions, and supplies, and um, Sir Francis Drake is one of, I think he was the person leading the the expedition with all of the supplies that were meant to go to the colonists. So um, Grenville was still in England, and he had sent Mm -hmm. Sir Francis Drake to just drop off the supplies plus the extra ship i see and then he was um, he was essentially the help like Like he was the the awaited supplies he he um, brought them okay i see now okay gotcha yeah so um what's it called drake was going to leave the francis which is the ship for the colonists but the hurricane swept it off sea and Lane ultimately ended up evacuating evacuating his men off of the island and onto Drake's remaining oh. ship, which Drake agreed to take back to England, and they arrived in July. So they came to the island between March. No, not March, because the attack happened gotcha. in April. The they came to the island between mm-hmm. okay. June and July. Wow, so they took all the settlers, July, or settlers back? Yeah, and then they got to England in July. So three of the colonists were left behind. Yeah, so three people were left wow, behind. Wow, okay. Um, they were <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Or heard from again. Wow, when you're, wow, um, when you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a death sentence. I feel like leaving three people behind is kind of shitty. It's like, all right, you three are my least favorite die <laughs> yeah that, that's probably my thought my thought is maybe they um they were like thrown in the brig or something like that and they're like you yeah throw them you in guys, the brig <laughs> you guys are already criminals you just stay here and like maintain this exactly thing. yeah after fucking attacking the war council like come on it's crazy but yeah mm. so after drake left the island so around june rally's <sighs> supply ship finally got there but they found no trace of the colonists and left instead so they got there they found no colonists. They're like, this is some bad juju. Oh, shit. Like, okay. Hop wow. back on our right. boats and get our sail on our merry ways. Um, all right. So then um, Grenville then went to England. Or Grenville went to England in 1585 in late June. He left behind 108 men. The 108 men were starving and had altercations with the Native Americans. There were a fleet of 23 ships led by Drake. But a three-day hurricane yes. ruined the one ship that... Drake had promised for the colonists, which is what we just talked about. Um, Lane abandoned Roanoke and he fled with Drake. In July of uh, 1885, Grenville's relief mission finally arrived. So this was a month later. No, a year later. No, a month later. This was a month later. Um, But they found no settlers. They came with a ship with six ships and 200 colonists. They stayed for that recap. And then they left, leaving behind mm-hmm. 15 men. So the f- 15 mm-hmm. men is the 
third. Well, the 108 people is the third settlement, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. No, the third settlement is in 1587. So this is the second Mm -hmm. settlement, I want to say. The 108 men, where they left behind 15 people. After Granville retreated, two psychotons approached the men, wanting a peaceful truce, truce, but then they pulled out a wooden sword to attack them. And um, gotcha. the, one of the men ended up killing one of the remaining 15 settlers. So now they're down to 14. And when that happened, the, under, the other Englishman escaped to warn the remainder of his unit, which resulted in the Sequitans setting, up, uh, setting their food stores and houses on fire. And this, in turn, made the men take up arms and then retreat. So the Sequitans ended up killing the second Englishman um, during that altercation, which left them with 13. And then there were four Englishmen looking for provisions along the creek when the nine off of the island approached them, letting them know of everything that happened. And then they all got on the boat and continued down shore and were never seen again. Okay. I see. So that's in 1586. Yeah. Then in 1587... Walter Rowley was angry at Lane for abandoning Roanoke. So this is when they finally get back to England with Sir Francis Drake. And uh, there was one final approved mission led by John White to go out to Roanoke. And with him, he took more than 100 settlers, including families. Mm -hmm. Um, They arrived around July 22nd. um, But they found nothing other than the bones of one of the 15 men that were killed. And there were confrontations with the Native Americans who ended up killing one man two miles outside of camp. Um, and White was at, eventually ordered to go back to England on mm-hmm. August 25th. And after leaving, so they're the third colony because they set up camp there. One person was killed, then they fled. So um, after leaving uh, for England, White never saw any of them again. The only things left when relief efforts came back were two things, and it was the word crow, so C-R-O Ooh, etched into a tree, how creepy. and crow Damn. A So a that leaves us with the haunting question, Spooky. how could 115 men, women, and children just disappear? Uh, the group of English colonists landed at Roanoke Island uh, in the Outer Banks of North Carolina in 1587, like Bev just said. Uh, The colonists were middle-class Londoners who sought to escape the city's filth and disease and saw the new world as a way to acquire land. Quote, it was an Elizabethan back-to-the-land movement, states Andrew Lawler, a journalist and author of The Secret Token, Myth, Obsession, and the Search for the Lost Colony of Roanoke. The colonists were led by Governor John White Wolf, as you had mentioned, who had been appointed by Sir Walter Raleigh, the expedition's financer. Shortly after arriving... In 1857, with the Third Settlement, White returned to England for what was expected to be a quick supply run. Unfortunately, plans changed. <laughs> As we very much yeah. uh, And you were just going in one big circle, honey. Oh, it is not good. A bunch of yeah, turns. so the reason why White did not return, unfortunately, a naval war <laughs> with the Spanish prompted Queen Elizabeth I to order all of her ships into, into service, delaying White's return trip until 1590, three years after landing in Roanoke with the Third Settlement. So, <laughs> these poor people... 
Yeah, be right back. Oops, sorry. There's a war <laughs> He's now. like, BRB, I'm going to go fun. war real quick. <laughs> so upon their arrival back to Roanoke, White and his crew were horrified <laughs> to find that the settlement had been abandoned. The buildings and its surroundings lacked signs of damage or violence, so it's as it's as if the colonists had left in an orderly manner. Uh, they didn't leave a clue. Oh, I'm sorry. They did leave a clue to their possible whereabouts, which was the myster- mysterious word Croatoan, uh, which was carved, like you said, on the the lonely fence post and of crow on the tree. You know. Uh, <laughs> how awful and dreadful. Uh, but no, the <laughs> who watches this world? Uh, so the mystery word is kind of a stretch. Uh, the word Croatoan refers to Croatoan Island, which is now known as Hatteras Island, which is located about 60 miles south of Roanoke Island. While, oh, yes, so it's just a little bit south. Um, White had attempted to follow the colonist, but due to bad weather, I prevented his trip downwards. So (laughs) there's just one oopsies right after another. (laughs) So (laughs) he intended to spend the winter in the Caribbean and then locate the colonists in the springtime. (laughs) But yet again, (laughs) his ship was (laughs) this time around, uh, his ship was pushed so far off course that he ended up just heading home back to England (laughs) and abandoning the colonists. (laughs) You know that meme? It's fuck the shit o'clock. That yeah. was him. It's just like this colony was like was doomed from the, the very beginning. You could never there were tag. so many bad things, one after another, one event after another that kept occurring that you're like, why do you keep sending things? Why do you think the third time's gonna be a charm? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, it was the worst. Um, and yeah, and at the yeah. end of the day, the governor never located no, any of the settlers, including his own daughter, which was, oh, I think it was, was it White's daughter or, no, it was Raleigh's daughter. Was it White's daughter or Raleigh's daughter? I'm pretty sure it was White's that. daughter. Um, hold on, I still have the article pulled up. Virginia Dare, daughter of Eleanor White Dare and Ananias Dare. Uh, the governor never located any of the settlers. Who included his own daughter, Eleanor Dare, and his granddaughter, which her name was Virginia Dare. And he fun fact, uh, she behind. was the first English child born in the New World. How about that? And we don't even know what happened to her. Because <laughs> he was like, nah. <laughs> or Damn. Yeah. I, was, well, I hope for the best. <laughs> I wonder if he didn't get enough um, He's like, women like resources or funding to go back. Peasants. And that's why he didn't return. <laughs> that's like my thought about it. But... Or probably after, like, they saw that the, the colony had been abandoned. They're probably like, well, I guess yeah. probably not dump any more resources into it. But, like, ah, anyway, <laughs> uh, everyone, yeah, uh, everyone assumes a dark and dreadful end for the colonists. And it's honestly, crazy. you should stop at that. Uh, but, though, uh, with the uh, tension that was growing, it is a thought <laughs> about it. Um, uh, so get your mind out of the murder gutter because Natural Geographic is going to help us out. So, in, yeah, in their 2020 article entitled Newfound Survivor Camp May Explain the yeah. Fate of the Famed Lost Colony of Roanoke, archaeologist Nick Lucchetti and his team at the First Colony Foundation have found evidence of the Roanoke colonist in two, count them, two separate locations. One is the Croatoan Island, which is 60 miles south, um, as their message had stated, and also on a buff overlooking the Albemarle Sound, which is about 50 miles west. I think I sound I think I said that right. 
Albemarle. Yeah, Albemarle Sound. I think that's how you say it. Say it. Carolinians, I'm so sorry if it's not. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> uh, so two locations. It's thought that the locate. Uh, it's thought that the colonists had split into two groups <laughs> at some point in time. One that is, we're not quite sure. Uh, but we do know is that they were initially heading to the Croatoan Island first. How the second location at uh, Albemarle Sound was discovered honestly kind of sounds like something out of National Treasure with Nicolas Cage, the movie, because it's fucking bananas. It's like one of those you go into archaeology thinking like, oh, it's not it's not going to be anything (laughs) like the movies. But like this sounds like something from a movie. And it's so cool. So in 2012, archaeologists were examining a map of eastern North Carolina (laughs) painted by none other than Governor John White. Sorry, by Governor John White. What was that? I don't know. (laughs) When they noticed an unusual patch on the map. Let me let me reread that. (laughs) Um, Dang, I was like, this is like so powerful and like really cool. And I screwed it up. (laughs) I love it. Uh, So in 2012, archaeologists were examining a map of eastern North Carolina painted by none other than Governor John White himself when they noticed an unusual patch on the map. Upon further inspection, they discovered a hidden colony added to the map using invisible ink. Fucking right. I didn't look into it, but I know that they had it because like spy shit going on. Yeah, what actually, I think that's what it is. Ink? Yeah, and then, like, you hold it underneath a flame, and then it, like, comes to light or something like is that. Is it, like, like lemon juice? It. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I remember reading about it for, like, revolutionary spy stuff. It's really interesting. Would that recommend. is so cool. But I don't know the exact, like, science behind it now. But isn't it fucking wild? And Ooh. so... Yeah. And so the English colonists at the time were contending with both yeah. French and Spanish colonists. Um, and wild. a war with Spain, a naval war with Spain just broke out. So, like, you got to do what you got to do in order to protect your people, right? So, yeah, so they marked on a, a map a hidden settlement and it added it to the map, which I thought was just so cool. Absolutely. And so the archaeologists just followed the map and X marks the spot. And they ended up finding, they found the fucking mother load, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, the number and variety of artifacts recovered provided compelling evidence that the site was inhabited by several settlers from the Roanoke colony. Uh, those items included pottery, tools, and the lack of early 17th century English smoking pipes, which you're like, that's kind of a weird thing. Quick segue on this, which I found very interesting. Um, early Roanoke expeditions appropriated pipe smoking from the Native Americans, and Raleigh the um the guy who funded all of this made it fashionable in England to be smoking one of these pipes. Maybe not yeah, maybe not not not, not that, that pipe the... in particular, but they at least like made it like a fashionable, what? like really cool thing to do. So they like cool. uh increased the sales of like pipe making, which I thought was really awesome. Uh so the English smoking pipes became an inevitable part of an English trader's kit by the early sixteen hundreds. Um but you have to realize that this the colonization happened in 1580s. And so this like pipe smoking, like, like the trend, you can say, for uh, the explorers having them on them didn't start until yeah. 1600. So there's like a solid like 30, 20, 20 to 30 years before like this pipe trend caught on. So that being said, 
any new colonists entering the colony yeah. would have had an English style pipe. However, only Native American pipes were found at the two locations at Roanoke and at the um, Albemarle. Yes. Albemarle. Nope. Sound? Was it a sound? <laughs> Albemarle. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me reread that. <laughs> okay, so only yeah, right um, only Native Albemarle American Albemarle pipes Sound. were found at the two locations, Roanoke and Albemarle <laughs> Sound, meaning that there was a possibility that no one knew from England had landed there in those locations. So any pipes beforehand? Yeah, so there's like a, a an evolution of of like smoking pipes. Yeah, <laughs> and they kind of use that to to date a uh, date the archaeological site, which I thought was really fun. Um, in the yeah, in the in the Arbol, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but in the Sound area, they found two locations. <laughs> they called them Site X and Site Y, and they were both next to um, Native American <laughs> tribes that they believe the settlers were friends with or had become um, cordial with, and uh, essentially kind of joined their colony in order to survive, or joined the Native tribe to survive. So. Dr. Horton, an ex, an archaeologist at the University of Bristol, stated that yeah. the discoveries from Arbomol and Hatteras had credence to the increasing popular theory that the lost colonists went their separate ways and merged into the local Native American communities. This is typical in situations like shipwrecks, he says. Um, order breaks down and you end up with several survivor camps. Uh, the best chance of survival was merging with the native tribes who already knew how to survive in the local area. So it's not too far a fetch to just imagine that they just kind of started living with the local tribes, um, just kind of um, merged together and probably had families and moved on yeah. that way. I remember reading somewhere too that... Um... There are some Native American tribes, like, further south, like, around this area, <gasps> where some of the people actually have, like, blue eyes, mm -hmm. and they have, like, lighter colored skin, so kind of, like, Oh, the for sure, for sure. Descent. It's like, I wonder how far, so probably, like, of course, like, there's like, always, like, intermixing of, of cultures everywhere, but, like, saying, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I wonder, like, how far back, like, they're tribe can like pinpoint like when like their genetics change yeah, you know what obviously. I mean? yeah that's so awesome <laughs> i wonder if it is from that i hope there's like further dna advancements you know same <laughs> i think that's the reason mm -hmm. i'm a i really want to know i really want to do 20 yeah like I yeah because really, you're like i don't know really breach of privacy and then the way that I'm this so world is sometimes my DNA like, like that know. into a database <laughs> i don't know why yeah but i also want to know like yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah, like, I just want to know where know. my family's from, man. And, like, my great-grandfather on my mom's me. side of the family turns yeah, I out want to know where adopted, I came from. So, like, we <laughs> might not really know, like, what our family ancestry is. So, like, there's, like, another mystery there. Moral of the story, we're still not 100% sure on what happened to the Roanoke oh, colonist. Yeah. Uh, but archaeologists are hopeful that we're, we're one step closer to solving one of the greatest mysteries in early American history. How fun! How cool is that? What? This is a great Yeah, no, thank story. you for your Holy for shit. your detailed story about also, like the, the colonists like and how they mystery. even like, settled Roanoke Island to begin that. with. I had no idea <laughs> about that. I had originally assumed that it was like the 115 like men, women, and children, the third um, settlement yeah. that came through, and they were like, okay, here you go, do your best. 
And then, then they just died. I, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that it was, um, there was like, exactly. involved. but of course, like looking at it now, I'm like, just throwing you know, shit into the wind. Like, of course you would have someone go there and settle before you brought like families there. But you know, <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know how colonization works. It makes sense. <laughs> Final thoughts? Should we go into that? Mm-hmm. I think that the moral of the story here is to just not be a fucking dick. <laughs> just don't be a jerk. I mean, it's very clear that the Sequitan were being just ridiculously mm-hmm. generous with their resources in order to help out these strangers, and then the settlers just ended up taking advantage of that. Um they didn't treat the Native Americans with the respect deserved. And what happened to them after <laughs> right. was honestly just karma. The universe was like, here's the shit you threw at these people. We're going to throw that shit right mm-hmm. back. So, I don't know. It's Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really scary that people can just disappear off the face of the mm-hmm. earth, though. You know? Like, mm-hmm. in this case it's very likely that we found out exactly what happened to them. We're almost, we're like, we're really close, but yeah. even outside of the story, yeah. people that disappear, oh, that's it's so mm. scary. Like, yeah, the, the shit with the Bermuda Triangle, for- vast with, forest like, and oceans. I, just, I, oh, I, just I can't, they're just, nope. It scares me. Uh, you can easily disappear. <laughs> Anything could easily happen to you and you are gone oceans. forever. Like you, yep. Nope. Nope. Absolutely nope. not. Who do you call? <laughs> Just Ghostbusters? <laughs> like, come on. It's scary. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have so to have angry. a psychic come in just to find you after that because you were long gone. Got, like, no, thank you. I just like, don't. If I couldn't find my I way out. nature is a beautiful, majestic thing, but, like, I don't really want to go into it a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, it will be a nature, an armchair nature Some lover. Far. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. her. I'll look at it in pictures. Yes. <laughs> I love our planet, but that should be scary. So I ain't going to some places, you Aren't know, you but I'll appreciate detective. it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like here it's the 16th century. So like the record keeping isn't mm. impeccable, you know? Um, also, a lot of these people probably left in a rush because they were scared. Um, yeah. Before I heard about this, the first time I really ever yeah, was yeah. intrigued by no, this I was agree. actually the American mm-hmm. Horror Story season. Mm-hmm. So I always thought it yes. was something paranormal. Yeah. Uh, I had also remembered, like, I think there was like you a... Know, but this makes more sense, you Never know? Never mind. <laughs> it's a stupid story. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. I was, I think there wasn't like there was like somebody, there was a lady named like Cora or something like that. And she was a witch and like the tree that they caught on fire or something like that, yeah. like didn't burn and she ended up living or something like that. I forget what it was, but then people were trying to like make yeah. connections between like this witch and the Roanoke people, even though there was like a hundred year difference and she came afterwards and shit like that. Or yeah. And like, they're trying that- to say like. Croatoa or like yeah. the crow part of it was supposed to be like was Cora, she but them from the future. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, how do you spell Cora? <laughs> or like they didn't have time to write it. Cora, yeah, <laughs> but they couldn't write back then. <laughs> no, 
that's what that reminds me of. Like, I remember reading about this when I was like a young little, little kid, you know what I mean? And going like, Ooh, you know, and had thinking also like speculating wildly, like what could have happened to all the colonists? Like, was it ghosts or were they, or were they like uh, ran out or were they like attacked or kidnapped or did they just leave or like what occurred? And I always remember sitting there going like, Oh man, I want to know. And you know, it's mysteries like this is what kind of got me into archaeology and history itself. And so to finally yeah. know or like to have um, somewhat evidence to point towards what actually happened to them. Gosh, yeah. it feels so cool. And yeah, of course, it's not like as cool or like, um, I don't know, dramatic yeah. as we all had like assumed they were like it's completely exciting. like slaughtered by like local tribes or shit like that. It, it was just like, hey, we're out of food. Let's go live with our friends. Like that was the situation at hand. <laughs> It always brings me back. I remember being in uh, my advanced trauma class in college yeah. and talking about like exactly. fractures and like violence exactly. and history and like broken bones and this and that. And like everyone always assumes that, um, you know, way back in history, everyone was a lot more violent. And if you found anybody who was hurt or there was like broken bones or something, that automatically meant there was violence that occurred. Yeah, that someone was killed or like someone broke their arm because they got into a fight. But in like, you know, in reality, life is so much more boring Kill than that. <laughs> it's probably just like a small thing. It's just like like the whole Roanoke situation. Nobody yeah. was harmed. No one was like run out of town. They were just most likely yeah. got low on supplies and went to go with <laughs> some friends. So I think it's just a, a fun um, little tale to, to finally say, hey, I think we know what's going on now. It's like a campfire. Yeah. Tale, <laughs> Which also, yeah, and it's the salt of reality too, man. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. Reality. Do you have a do you have a creep factor for the story? I do have mm-hmm. a creep factor for the story. It is a two out of five for me, dog. Um, it's it's not so much creepy. Sure. I I think the only creepy mm-hmm. thing about this out of context is the disappearance and the etchings into the tree. Um, Cause like without really knowing the backstory, like if the only thing you know about Roanoke is yeah. three yeah. settlements arrived, all three settlements disappeared. There's an etching in a tree and we've never found them. Like that shit's creepy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe like you said, it, the, the crow and the crow toe and was just letting the For new sure. settlers For know sure. where to go. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just the ominous writing without any rhyme or reason that kind of freaks me yeah. out a little bit, you know? <laughs> but aside from that, it's not all that creepy. It just sounds like another Neither. story of Yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, you guys were dicks and, from the very beginning. You know, but I no, I totally feel bad for saying this, but they kind of got what mm-hmm. they deserve. Um, I would also <laughs> say, I'd actually probably put it out of one. Um, yeah. the creep factor would come into play because of the mystery. Um, but now that that's kind of solved it's kind of like not as I don't yeah. know creepy anymore yeah yeah because like I was saying I was yeah because now that we know it's just like oh they just you know moved because they needed resources <laughs> yeah, creepy, like that yeah. was it I really want to know like what happened to them and like did Virginia dare ever grow up you know did uh <laughs> what happened with everybody that's you know it's that's one of the sad things that you could never like know with like history mysteries of history but true um but it's also such a like it's ingrained in u.s history like that's how we came like that's how our country kind of came to be it was like the very first start of it so there's also a lot of you know patriotic history and significance at least for me you know so 
that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So it's really nice to to get more insight on such like a um, monumental exactly. event in like our our history of our country, which is pretty exciting. And it's also super impactful because mm-hmm. like we're still here talking about it. And so now the bigger question is how many colonies did we set up that actually didn't make it? That's what I have a question now. Um, who knows? Is there an answer for that? Did we bookkeep that well back then? I at least I'd hope that we did because there was a lot of money involved with it, but who knows? I just, that's a question that I would like to throw out to the universe. So if you're a historian listening and you're like all about like the U S like, I don't know, U S history and shit like that. And you happen to know for some reason, let us know. I'm very curious. (laughs) And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for listening to our creepy stories and wild speculations. Again, this has been the dark by design podcast. Um, Please like comment, subscribe and follow for more monstrous episodes released every uh, Monday at midnight. You can find more information about today's topics on the show's website at darkbydesignpodcast.com or on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at darkbydesign underscore podcast. Um, We'll also be streaming on Twitch in the near future. um, Also at darkbydesign underscore podcast. Um, If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast streaming site or watch the show on our YouTube channel, um, specifically if you're listening to us on a streaming site, please rate us five stars. Leave us a cool (laughs) comment. Tell us your cat's name. Or if you don't have a cat, tell us what you would name your cat so we can read out your name at the end of our next episode. (laughs) Woo! Um, And, you know, we want to hear from you guys because this is a two-way relationship. So if you have a creepy encounter, a ghost story, paranormal, true crime story, any weird, creepy encounter that you've ever had or that someone you know has had, and if you would like to share it with your fellow and if you would like to share it with your Hell fellow yeah. coven members, uh, DM us your story yeah, girl. on Call our socials up. or Fuck preferably yeah, email us, us at darkbydesignpodcast.gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, right. uh, you guys we are, are great. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll Thank talk you for to listening. you soon. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to other people. <laughs> and we love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>